I'm running a Vim Masterclass online on Monday, March 4th. Tickets cost £95, but you can get the early bird discount price of £80 if you buy yours before February 25th. Come and see how Vim can blow your mind or your money back. If we had to quit and relaunch Vim every time we wanted to change the contents of the arg list, then it wouldn't be that much use. In this episode, we'll learn how to set the contents of the arg list using the args command, which can receive file paths, globs, or even backtick expressions. When launching Vim from the command line, we can supply arguments in a few different ways. The simplest way is to specify one or more file paths. In this directory, we've got five text files named A, B, C, D, and E. We could launch Vim specifying one or more file paths directly. As you might expect, that populates the arg list with the two specified files. Alternatively, we could supply a wildcard when launching Vim. The bash shell expands the wildcard to match all five text files in the current directory. And those five files appear in the arg list when Vim launches. The arg list wouldn't be that much use if it could only be changed by quitting and then relaunching Vim. It turns out that you can change the contents of the arg list at runtime using the args command. Remember, it's called the arg list because it starts out containing the list of arguments that were passed to Vim when you launched it from the command line. But the fact that you can change the contents of the list while Vim is running means the name argument list is a bit of a misnomer. So don't underestimate this feature. Just as you can pass file paths and wildcards to Vim on the command line, you can do the same with the args command. At the moment, we've got five items in the arg list. We could contract the arg list to reference just two of these buffers by specifying them with the args command. Now the arg list contains only two buffers, whereas the buffer list still contains all of the files that were specified at launch. Remember, in episode 41, I said that it's useful to think of the arg list as being a subset of the buffer list? Being able to set the contents of the arg list at runtime allows us to define a small working subset of buffers. We could easily restore the arg list to its previous state with a single command. As a general rule, anything that you can provide as an argument to the vim executable at the command line can also be supplied as an argument to the args command. Now, let's have a look at a more complex example. This directory contains about 30 markdown files, which correspond to the chapters of my book, Practical Vim. Suppose that we want to open each of these chapters in Vim. We could do so using a wildcard. Well, that's quick and dirty, and it gets the job done. But it lists the chapters in alphabetical order. I'd like to have the files listed in the order that they appear in the book. So I've created a hidden file called toc. Let's inspect its contents with the cat command. This file simply mirrors practical vim's table of contents. Now, watch this. If we wrap the cat command in backticks, then it will run in a subshell. We can use the output from the subshell as the arguments to launch vim. Now the arg list contains all of the chapters in the order that they appear in the table of contents. Pretty neat. 
Earlier on, I stated a general rule that any arguments that can be passed to the vim executable at the command line can also be supplied to the args command. So what about backtick expressions like this one? Well, let's launch vim again, opening the toc file. That populates the arg list with a single buffer. We can quickly set the arg list to contain each of the files listed in the table of contents by running args with the cat command in backticks. Boom. The backtick expression works just as it does in the shell. I've chosen a simple example for demonstration purposes, but we could put anything inside that backtick expression. So long as the subshell returns a list of file paths, then Vim will consider it as valid input. For example, you could use the output of find, or grep, or even a shell script of your own. I'm sure that you can think of lots of other possibilities. The information in this video is summarized in the accompanying show notes. If you have any questions, requests, or recommendations, then you can contact me at drew at vimcasts.org. Vimcasts is supported by Xerium Networks. If you need to build a reliable, scalable network that can support your growing business needs, then get in touch with Xerium Networks, and be sure to say you heard about them here.